0: Live Keep up. Live.
1: and welcome to a new episode of live evil pod my name is prime lol we've had a string of amazing guests lately and i hope you all enjoyed the previous sessions with peter with david and we'll continue our great trends with amazing guests today i have with my with me here arsh arsh how are you doing doing well excited
2: to be on this i love the show Big fan uh, of the Vivo
1: podcast. Thank you, thank you. When we uh, met at uh, first time, I think it was on Discord. You were in the uh, Genius League Discord, I believe, and then you know you are expanding your territory and just making a, a, a you know an influence into the LCS scene. But before we get to that part. Why don't you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Uh, tell us well, how you get into uh, League Esports. Uh, how? Uh, what is your aim? Um, you know, who do you enjoy watching? All of those.
2: Um, okay, so how I got into League Esports would be um, COVID, just like hmm. a lot of people from ah. the new generation of fandom. Um, trapped inside, not much to do. So <laughs> I'd already watched like some, you know, LCK, mm-hmm. LPL. You'd be late up at night with mm-hmm. the homies and you don't know, you don't want to play anything. So you're like, screw it. Let's toss on some, some LPL, LCK, see what we can watch. Right. Um, but really, like during COVID, that started becoming like more of a habit. Like every night we'd just start watching LCK, LPL because we'd be up so late. Um, And, you know, that turned into, like, watching LCS, watching LEC. I was mostly watching LEC for a long time. Mm. Um, But then I got really interested in LCS this last year um, because I thought, you know, the product got a lot better in
0: 2022.
2: Mm, And so, like, in 2021, I was watching more LEC than LCS. In 2022, I'm watching significantly more LCS than LEC. um, And that was... That was a big shift for me. Um, as far as any esports, that was on the Genius League uh, Discord as well. Actually, I didn't. I wasn't into esports at all. I just joined that, and that was um, that was actually where I got into esports. Made all my first friends all through that server.
1: Wow, that's awesome! It so COVID kind of gave you a little. Um, there's not much else to watch, but like many people, you have the choice. You watch the best of the best in other regions. LCS keep falling into the fourth best, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I hear a little bit about like this past year, the production really drew you in. What do you remember specifically was the, the turning point for you to be like, I'm going to, you know, pump up the LCS.
2: So I think in spring um, I was watching a lot just out of like um, keeping up with the LCS. I did think the teams were a lot better to watch a lot of really interesting players um, but again, you know, I, I started watching in summer 2020, so I had seen, um, you know, the way I'd started, gotten hooked on esports, really, was the TSM 2020 double Doublelift Cinderella mm-hmm. run. And I didn't know anything, really, about either player beforehand. I knew they were the GOATs, but, like, that was, like, a beautiful split in terms of story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, And I really think that, like, you can't give enough credit to um, the EG run in spring finals, or mm-hmm. in spring playoffs. But playoffs, that was... Yeah. The way that EG made that run, and like you know, I, I know there's some things, like conversations that happened um, with offseason stuff too. Like there was a lot of importance placed on how EG like shook the world with that run, mm. um, and that was an that was an incredible story. The first time I felt an incredible story since I would started watching LCS. Right, I think 2021 mm-hmm. was a very yeah. dull set of stories. Mm-hmm. Um them so, you know, in spring, hundred thieves kind of walk into a title in summer, <laughs> um, but spring was incredible right and then you have the turnover of the commissioner you have all this new content coming out for summer uh suddenly the analyst desk is like interesting they're doing new things
0: mm-hmm. they're
2: having all this content come out i'm going in person to watch these games and enjoying myself like this is it, it was like such a different feel in summer it felt like that happened after the spring renaissance of like the eg storyline and all these new people that came into the lcs team
1: wow that's that's awesome to hear that you know that really drew you in. I, I I can affirm that the quality and the investment that the LCS has made since 2017, 2018, that's when I first started, it has changed a lot. And you came in on a great time when there's a lot of excitement to be talked about, right? Overall, globally, you know, we, we're still lacking. I don't, I don't want to say lacking, but um, we're still catching up in terms of competitiveness. But that's awesome to hear to to kind of see that those little things drew people in because all i'm hearing from my side is oh we're just stale it was going stale and probably that was your experience in 2021 too
2: right yeah i think i think lcs stale would be the perfect word for it Mm. it was stale but if i can't take anyone seriously who says like 2022 summer was stale because they're just like they're just wrong Mm -hmm. you can say that about 2020 2022 spring like for the most part until playoffs sure whatever but summer being stale would is just complete delusion in my opinion that was an incredible split
1: that was that was amazing all the way up to the playoffs i know i got a lot to cheer for because that's when eg finally finished first place in in regular season split and you know, there was a lot of storylines, too. I don't know where, where people got that idea where it's still. So we're hoping and maybe even through the influence that you are bringing in to uh, continue this momentum, continue this uh, growth in interest. And, you know, you all came in at a great time. For those who don't know, I forgot to mention, Arsh is one of the co-founders of N.A. Men. N.A. Men is, uh is it's a hashtag that was invented this year, I believe. Um, no, no, the
2: hashtags existed has- for long. Existed?
1: Right oh, okay. But the hashtag's
2: pronounced NaMen usually, ah, but we've yeah. switched it up
1: because we, I don't know. You take that and you go with that. That's your brand.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Switch up s- the pronunciation.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And what is your hope? What is you and, and all the people involved in the hope of using Naiman, Um, Because it's more than just a podcast at this point. What you guys just blew up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, originally, so we made the podcast because, um, I don't remember, I think someone was like, we should make a podcast. And that was like the entire, <laughs> someone to a thread for it and we we're like, shit, all right, let's make a podcast. Um, and the podcast was literally just an idea of like, Hey, we want to talk about players. Um, and all the cool things we like seeing in LCS, and like, oh my god, we, uh, you know, me and we are gonna go to see games in person. That's gonna be so cool. We should like have a podcast to talk about this stuff. Seems like a great idea. Uh, we can break down the LCS from like a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. But quickly, what that turned into is like, uh, our mission statement. I don't know. We we don't have like a set mission statement. I like calling us the anti Reddit. Mm. Uh, oh man, like the 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 pervasive negativity that is on mm. Reddit and, and it's not limited to the LCS I think it's just a the way the League of Legends Reddit. community is yeah yeah I think mm-hmm. it, well, I think it's just the like League community you know it's learned behavior like mm. people just are used to being negative like um when when Riot releases a new change for something it could be literally anything and people would be like that sucks can't believe that they're changing that it's like mm-hmm. you, you could just say Riot's changing something about League of Legends, people would be like, <laughs> I Can't believe it. That sucks so much. And then you'd be like, What do you hate about League of Legends? Everything. They should change something. <laughs> it's like there's just there's no winning with mm-hmm. the game. So there's no winning with the esport, right? Like people mm-hmm. will be negative about LCK LPL too, right? Oh, In a yeah. different way. But they're negative. like negativity is pervasive, right? So the mm-hmm. the idea is to be like positive, help players build branding, build um build storylines, build narrative, build fandom, mm-hmm. because it's like the current way the fandom is is like a not fun to be around. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's very it's... toxic. It's very exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out you can have a lot more fun if you just have fun mm-hmm. doing the thing instead of just hating on it constantly.
1: Absolutely, you make a very great point because I I was not never I I think I actively avoided Reddit just because of how much the broadcast has mentioned all the and they didn't even bring out the worst of reddit right but they the the references to what they read on the reddit post and all the criticism Mm -hmm. undue criticism that that's the worst part i i i can take it and i can listen to it when there's like constructive feedback or something that will help grow but it's constant negative and like you said it, it probably is like um This is how the League of Legends itself is, right? Every pass change, someone is complaining. And then, you know, that seeps over to the esports, to the professional realm. Like, oh, this player is going to suck because of that. It's so weary that I completely avoid it. And so I like this. I I, I think you guys are bringing a a big paradigm shift to League and it, it can spread like wildfire because I think, you know, positivity especially the narratives i that's that's the thing that i really helped me get invested in traditional sports and now why not here in this arena but i don't know many of these players i don't know their their, where they're from i just know them as they're playing on the weekend they show up they they have this certain amount of set of skills or they they're growing and so you guys took it into a different direction. You guys took it into, let us get to know these players. Let us yep. get to know the staff even. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, what we found is like, first of all, um, it's way easier to grow when you aren't um, like an asshole.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: um, because, you People who are, you know, part of the scene, uh, casters, um the commissioner Jackie Felling, right? Like mm-hmm. they're way more willing to interact with boost fan content, boost things, like talk about create conversation and boost your conversation when the conversation that you're having is even if it's like based on criticism, right? It's not like pervasively
0: mm-hmm.
2: aggressive. It's not wholly mm-hmm. negative. Um It's criticism of a thing you love and you make that clear and you can get an audience with the people who you want to change things. So like, um, very quickly, like, uh, Jackie Felling is a great example. Like she made a commitment to interact more with the community. Mm -hmm. And like many of us have spoken on, like I've spoken on several occasions with her about specific things that, uh, we like want to see, like things that we as fans want to see in the LCS and, I can say that those things have happened, Mm. like many of them, if not, actually, I think all of the things I specifically talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's way easier to get those things across when you clearly come from a place of, hey, I'm trying to help this product that I love and not, like, gain upvotes or gain likes for shitting on it like everyone else Mm -hmm. does, right? So that's been really helpful because the platform that we're coming from has let us um, affect change really, really fast and like be a part of that change. Um, and it just feels really good, honestly.
1: Awesome, wow, that that's amazing to hear that you can have those conversations and see them taking it seriously, right? Because for a long time, Uh, fans and the Riot or whoever you want to call um, say part of the LCS, it seems like a big divide in the way that Mm -hmm. we communicate. What can get us more excited? Uh, But I I get it. I get it. I mean, Riot probably received way more of their feedback from Reddit and who would want (laughs) to implement those kind of changes or take those people seriously. And so this is a very, very uh, great bridge. And now that uh, we have that, uh, we can we can get we can gain a bit more investment i think that's the key thing of uh, being invested in the teams being invested in the players um and we can do this from a fan side we don't have to wait for the orgs to um you know be constantly on top of it although i will have to say i do enjoy what they can release eg files been amazing i watched some of the tsm legends in the past they have stopped that
2: tsm legends is uh, really really good
0: mm-hmm.
2: i really like tsm legends and eg files okay
1: yeah although i think the clg one might have been a bit of a downfall i don't know if you remember that year they they for some reason they posted a video oh, the bud light ace <laughs> yes
2: that was oh. uh that was something for sure i think i mean if you want to talk about content like content has been really interesting mm. but um yeah i really enjoyed what clg's done this year i think their content this year has been incredible mm. And very different from previous years.
1: For all their history and whatnot, I do think CLG has one of the more active Twitter. Them, Immortals, um, and all the other ones. I, I, wanted, I want to say EG, but they, they, it's been late, more so lately when we started winning. Um, but we want to see more of that. We want to see and we're going to get more invested and you're showing us a different way. Um, now, I'm curious to hear your thought because... From the Twitter sphere, I do hear that people are viewing uh, NAMEN as more trying to do the K-pop route. Uh, and I, w- I wonder if you have anything to kind of uh, share or respond to that.
2: Yeah, this is less my area of expertise, honestly, because mm-hmm. I don't come from K-pop. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a few of us do, honestly. Yeah. Um, like a lot of uh, a lot of the like core people who work on whatever we put out at Anyman, um come from K-pop, are either currently invested in K-pop or have previously been very invested in K-pop. Um, the idea is like K-pop fandom appeals very like or not not appeals but rather is more conducive um, to accepting a broader broader audience, right? right. What that means is like because of the way that k-pop makes it very easy to get into k-pop right
0: mm-hmm.
2: um you can gain a lot of fans really fast mm-hmm. and part of the problem with the league community is that it's very hard to be a fan of league of legends yeah and that means it's very hard to be a fan of professional league of legends right like especially in america um mm-hmm. there's a whole meme of like oh my god you play league of legends like people who don't play league of legends know holy you play league of legends oh my god <laughs> right like mm-hmm. it's a it's just a very hard community to get into. So the idea being like, if you make fandom accessible, if you um, if you make the idea of like liking these players, of creating stories around them more accessible to fans, it's going to be a far more accessible product and it's going to be more successful, right? Because like, mm-hmm. I mean, these things aren't always divided directly on gender lines, but like, there's a reason that, like 99% or whatever like you know not 99% but like whatever a good it's majority good market, of good majority yeah league esports fans are guys which is not mm-hmm. a good thing right like if you mm-hmm. just think about it there's a big market of women out there right women and people who feel alienated by the current way the community works mm. who could be fans that we're just not getting as viewers or as fans because the way it is right now is very boys clubby it objectively yeah. is right like mm-hmm. that's that's how the esport is right um and as someone who's you know very progressive, very openly progressive, I've even felt that in terms of like, you know, yeah, call it an SGW, all these kinds of things very quickly. Um, so making the community like it's it's a really basic concept, but it's something that people struggle to understand. It's Like, if you make the community more accepting, you actually grow the community, yeah. <laughs> and that's the core idea with the K-pop stuff. But they'd be able to explain it much better.
1: <laughs> I think just that idea is what I love about this um esports itself because coming in this was my my thought was this was less exclusive like more traditional sports was but even then there is a barrier you're right about that it, it's because we only see men i mean uh or boys playing in the professional yeah, boys, realm it would be
2: more accurate for sure
1: <laughs> yeah they are yeah they're much younger than i am i can sell that um but now we we we, we have great people. I mean, our my co-host and also, you know, part of the NAMN crew, Andrea, her knowledge, her uh, investment in the amateur and academy scene, it's so amazing. And I just wish there were more uh, people like her. That's why I have her as a host. I capitalize on that. Uh, please don't take her away from me.
2: Yeah. I'll try not to.
1: <laughs> Although she she seems to be like leaning CLG for some reason. It's Bringing tears to my eyes. Yeah,
2: she's a CLG mm-hmm. enjoyer now. <laughs> uh
1: but it, it's it's um that's the whole um thing that I like about what you guys are building and I, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing you all grow in the next um years yeah, to come. thank you absolutely
2: it's gonna be fun i'm I'm really excited genuinely
1: yeah and how about for yourself what was your um hope you know i i think you you mentioned you just got into it but from the get-go you seem like you want you are invested and you want to see the lcs grow uh what what is what would be kind of like your personal vision as far as how how you can impact that
2: the lcs specifically Mm -hmm. um I personally like I want to work at an org like I want to start doing stuff like um, working on marketing socials like team like there's these things which are ingrained barriers to either like you know getting more like for example like getting more uh, female players mm-hmm. at the top level of um, league right like there's a reason that that doesn't exist and those are endemic problems to the the system right like mm-hmm. working to sort of get rid of those barriers over time. Um, as someone who's very politically minded, like that seems really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Like those kinds of things where I feel like I'm an expert where I can, I can actually work to do something that other people maybe can't do or don't like, don't care to do. Uh, those things are like what I really want to work on, like trying to change the problems that are endemic to the space, I guess. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah. That, I will say that, um, It's good uh, to have to start, you know, breaking down barriers. And I think there's a bit of a how it all started, right? It's it's even the esports scene itself, how it all started. It it was kind of messy, and then it grew kind of organically into it. But with that came a lot of issues that are being brought to light. Um, Exactly. Yeah. And I think you're coming in at a good time because I know this. Issue was talked about, but it, it quickly disappeared um, over time. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited for you. If you know anyone out there, you know of any openings or any involvement, <laughs> contact. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> I've <been> <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. So, bringing us back to kind of talking about the upcoming season, we have a lot of great um, you know off season news. The lot of the rosters were kind of like rumored, and yeah. some, now a lot more has been confirmed. And we'll, we'll start with Evil Geniuses first, and then we can talk about m- more uh, what the expectation is going next year. Our sh- um, and I hope you take this in jest because, you know, why do you hate FBI? Why do you, <laughs> you know, rank him like fifth out of 10, you know? And that Uh, also affected your overall ranking of where you think we'll finish next season.
2: I think as someone who was a huge fan of EG um, in spring and summer uh, of of 2022, it hurt me a lot seeing the direction that EG's taken with their roster because I personally don't think that it's super strong. I don't think that it's in line with the roster philosophy that... Mm one spring right i don't think that this is the way that you stay on the road where jojo and danny and inspired like th- that roster jojo uh impact inspired jojo danny vulcan right like mm-hmm. the way that roster is stylistically very flexible very powerful every role can get attention every role can solo carry the game like vulcan can solo carry the game and he showed that off right <laughs> yeah. like mm-hmm. that is incredible that is a skill that like does not often show up and the reason Vulcan can solo carry the game is because Danny can support him or Danny can solo carry the game Mm -hmm. right yeah Jojo can support Inspired or Inspired can support Jojo right Impact can play Renekton or he can play Shen like these are very very important things about how this roster worked they were dynamic they were powerful but they've brought in two rocks and I don't mean rocks isn't like players that'll drag them down but mm. rather rocks is in players that are unchanging unmoving
0: mm. right
2: uh and that can be fine like i'd argue mm-hmm. that impacts play throughout 2022 was uh kind of like a rock right he mm-hmm. he could play a carry if he wanted to and you know rigby actually alluded to that in a recent stream of his like that you know they had some problems integrating um impacts carry play because jojo wasn't as flexible
0: mm-hmm.
2: um to like facilitate that but like impact was less dynamic than the rest of the roster generally and that's fine someday is a decent replacement for impact uh, my problem is that a the top lane pool has gotten much stronger mm. um no. so no longer i think is someday just like able to cleanly stay fine against everyone um which was like kind of his identity right like oh it's someday he'll be fine um i don't think that really can happen anymore because you have players like Summit back in the LCS. And I think Fudge has been leveling up really well, right? Like, I think players that can expose someday are very, very scary for this team. And then you have FBI who had a really unimpressive 2022, And maybe he kicks back into gear with Vulcan, right? Um, Starts getting together the stuff that we saw in 2021, the carry performances we saw from FBI then. But I would rather or i find myself leaning on the side that eg is going to struggle at least in spring um because i think that the two players they've brought in are the two roles which have gotten inimitably stronger this mm. this offseason right and that that's really important
1: Oh, i think you put it uh, in a very logical and um you know in objective a way as possible <laughs> i will i will say you know it's true. The the top lane and what they brought in for ADC and definitely we'll have to say FBI needs to return to form. Twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, since was this year. Twenty twenty two was unimpressive. It was a completely yes. different person that I saw uh in twenty twenty one, which I did get excited for. I talked to the hundred talk pod guys too and they would agree. It was almost like a flip flop, like someday had a bad twenty twenty one and came back twenty twenty two and FBI just like Went from like a a strong ADC to a middling or maybe even below average. My contention was he needed a different support than who he and maybe yes. maybe that gives him. But to your point, um, and it's funny to see say this because um, the, the, the I would think you know he's still part of the uh, younger crowd, but maybe not so much help. How- Esports just passed me by so quickly. Um, it's we we've seen amazing ADCs and how they adapt, and FBI may just be a one that may be a little bit more meta dependent. Yeah, um, and so to your point, that wasn't what EG was in in la- uh, this past season. They were dynamic, they adjusted, they were very uh, capable of um, growing as uh, as the weeks go by and some day and fbi are more to you know very steady very steady 100 thieves was steady throughout
0: Um,
2: yeah for sure that would that would be exactly how I'd characterize them as fine which is why um many people might know me i was a 100 thieves doomer the entire (laughs) the entirety of especially summer i said like Really unimpressed with this team, really not happy with how they play, um, because it's kind of the opposite of what I like in a team, right? I like dynamic, mm-hmm. um, dynamic, flexible teams, and that was not 100 Thieves. Uh, 100 Thieves would win games by Closer just putting the team on his back mm. and pulling um, a card out of a hat, right? Like, that is not good play. And I think that kind of got exposed at Worlds, and you can say c got exposed at Worlds too, but... Um, one of their competition was much stiffer than the others, and I think it's pretty fair to say that Hundred Thieves massively underperformed expectations in summer. I think looking back, you can definitely say that now,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Narrowly beating a EG with a substitute ADC mm-hmm. for their star ADC, superstar ADC, um, going five games against them, barely clutching it out, is not a good sign. And getting three out in finals is not a good oh, sign.
1: Oh my gosh! Then we get to see the supposed free win for NA not happening first day of groups or is the second day of groups?
2: Yeah, oh. exactly. Right. Like there's, I think it's pretty fair to say that, uh, cause you know, I've talked to some of the hundred thieves guys now, mm-hmm. like some of the fans, they've come around to not, uh, not hating me as much. <laughs> and, uh, like, I mean, I, I show them my tweets from whatever, back at the beginning of summer or whatever. Right. And, uh, I got hate for those then. And I say, is this not exactly how they lost in summer? <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. is this not exactly what you'd say their weaknesses were looking back? And I mean, those are right. Like that is exactly how 100 these lost. That's exactly what ended up being their undoing, which is why I am so excited for their 2023 roster.
1: Ah uh, man, that's, let's, I think that's, uh, let's wrap up the EG. Then we'll segue into the rest of what you are yes. p- predicting. So, Fifth place, is this your final, like, after, you know, all is said and done, spring and summer, they'll finish fifth? So
2: this is, that -hmm. power ranking that I did was end of spring. Mm -hmm. But what I said before I did the power rankings, and I stand by this, is you can give me any order of the top five. Um, And the top five, everyone should agree, should be Fly, TL, 100 Thieves, um, EG, and C 9 Give any order of those five teams, and it is completely defensible. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't really make a good argument against anyone who puts EG first, C9 first, these first. Um, like, really, like, I think by the end of spring, any of these teams could be in any order in the top five. So, it's pretty hard to, like, it's hard for me to, like, sit here and, like, constantly, you know, like, no. I really think that EG will be significantly worse than whoever had in fourth place. I think C9. Um, like, because I don't, right? Like, I, I think EG yes. will be, like slightly worse mm-hmm. like maybe that's my bet right mm-hmm. like that's uh, it's like one percent two percent difference between all five of these teams right now the way it's looking to me yeah um but that could change game one maybe out the gate like dignitas is just insane golden guardians is just crazy like genuinely i think every team in the lcs has some solid potential
1: well just say eight out of ten <laughs> okay. i
2: would say nine out of ten. Nine
1: out of ten okay I can, I can I can, see that.
2: After, I, I don't want to, like, specifically talk about the one at it's done, because mm-hmm. I have a good friend on that team, <laughs> a couple good friends on that team, but I will say that um, Immortals just announced that they picked up Dios and Draxer. Mm. You should know Draxer. Yes. Um, wow. They picked up Dios and Draxer for their coaching staff, and Parth as an advisor for, like, changing their entire coaching systems and mm. infrastructure. And one of the big criticisms of IMC behind the scenes has been that they're system like at large is yeah. broken
0: mm.
2: right so seeing that I'm like mortals could be really good man yeah <laughs> like immortals could be really good
1: look I, I, I was I thought they were underrated last year but so this is a um, this is a good point that you bring up because I'm only letting this sink in for me Mabry Smithy Deus and Draxer are now mm-hmm. part of that Ooh.
2: okay and yeah, some part of IMT's yeah, coaching stuff
1: part of IMT um so with that said i think uh there's a lot of excitement for the other four teams that we didn't talk about because of the major roster changes that they've made and i get it i get it why that feels like you know they have they can probably if, if theoretically on paper if everything hits these are going to be the teams that we think are making worlds or at least winning one of the splits, and so in your power ranking, um, I'm surprised you you have C9 fourth or you know close to fourth. Yep. Uh, and many people would argue that they would be top three because they've only made one change out of the five players, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's work the up our work our way up. Fourth place, C9. How wh- what's your thought on this? How did you come to this? Um, you know. Uh, so I mentioned
2: yeah. that I was a, an EG fan for mm. spring and summer, which is true, but I was an EG fan secondarily. Mm. I was a C9 fan all year. Oh. I'm an LS enjoyer. I like LS's content. Uh, mm. Some of the things he says are a little bit, <laughs> uh, a lot of things he says are a little bit out there, but you know, I I've seen his story um, before I even like started watching professional league. I actually mm. watched a, an interview on doc with Dr. K by mm. him. And mm. I mean, it's really really hard to hate somebody when you know uh what they've been through and what he has been through is absolutely right. insane yeah. and you know like since then i've been a fan of his as a person mm-hmm. so seeing him come into c9 i was very excited for the roster i was sad that he had to leave mm-hmm. um, but i'm still a huge fan of fudge blabber berserker especially every time i talk to berserker he is a complete treat mm-hmm. he's such a just a, such a nice, smiley guy. Zven is also great. Like, this this roster, I genuinely like these players. I don't know Diplex very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, like, genuinely, like, these players, I have great personalities, are really talented players. I genuinely believe they're really good. What you'll notice is that my average ranking for C9 as individual players, uh, other than Diplex, is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Berserker is top two in yeah. the league, in his role. I think Fudge is actually top two.
0: I think mm-hmm.
2: Blaber... Um, on his like when he's on which Mm -hmm. is most of the time especially in playoffs blabbers on this this last year by the way quick tangent Mm blabber in 2022 was doing things that i've never seen blabber do before and no one's really talking about it because the year was so crazy but Mm -hmm. the things that blabber did especially on wukong were not allowed Mm -hmm. i don't see that from lcklpl and there's a reason that blabber is the only like north american jungler that gets true respect from every region right? Mm -hmm. Like, he is feared by other regions, and there's a good reason for that. Why do I have C9 so low? Because they did not get worse. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) If anything, they got better with Diplex. It just doesn't (laughs) matter, because the three teams I have above them, I think are just way too good. And that really sucks, because honestly, I think I have 100 Thieves and C9 are about the same. I'm just
0: Mm
2: -hmm. honestly biased towards 100 Thieves, so I I, I could take them either way. Mm. But. I think they're actually just equivalent. So I would say that the real reason is that TL and Fly, I think, are just stronger. I don't think C9 got weaker. I Mm. genuinely don't. I think they got stronger. It's just, you can't, like, TL and Fly are so strong. Oh,
1: my gosh. Uh, And and we'll we'll definitely get to talk about them because uh, I know a lot of our listeners and a lot of our uh, NA fans may not watch other regions. And you and I are going to gush out about, like, why that roster is Insane, but yeah. uh, to your point, Blabber is definitely someone that you know. No matter he can even be in LCK and LPL, and he will just be on par, right, with some of the yep. big names. And I, I believe that. that. I definitely believe that. You know, he's proven himself. Um, and I'm, I'm, maybe off air. We can talk a little bit about what you've seen uh, more from Blabber because I saw, you know, him just trying to carry C9 and throughout spring and. You know, it's been
2: yeah. Just generally, it, the way he
0: plays is incredible. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, next we have a little bit of uh, hundred thieves bias here. We brought back two old uh, legends. They're probably going to be LCS Hall of Famers if they're if such thing is probably
2: uh, they are the LCS Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're also the boomers of LCS. Um, Bjergsen and Double Doublelift. For those who don't know, has joined the thieves and um, bringing back some of their old TSM magic together. Um, Closer decided to stay and then they brought in two young talent in Busio and Tenacity. Tenacity should not be a stranger to everyone. He was there in the active roster though. He didn't get a chance to play because of how some they played in 2022. What are your thoughts about them since viewers who only follow the LCS hasn't gotten the chance to see these two names and we'll talk about the others too.
2: Yeah, I actually wrote, I I published a piece yesterday about why I'm so excited about 100 these. So if you want my extended thoughts, anyone who's listening, Mm -hmm. um, you can check my Twitter, um, like, or my Medium site, if you want to just find it directly. But it's just on my Twitter. Um, I think that this roster is incredible. Um, Both from a story perspective and from a, they are going to do pretty well. Because Busio and Tenacity are... Incredibly talented players. Um, it's really hard to un- like overstate how talented they are. They are the best in academy. Um, Busio is not the best support in academy, or he wasn't hmm. um, this year because Ayla is. Ayla. Ayla mm-hmm. has been LCS ready for so long. Um, it's just like his competition is too stiff. But he was awarded. He was awarded most valuable prospect in summer, because the consensus is that in the next year, two years, um, Busio will be the best support in the LCS he might be the best player in the LCS and I you need to look at Busio like um like people told you to look at Jojo Pion Hmm. at the beginning of this year right like when people said Jojo Pion Jojo Pion and people were like no way Jojo what's a Jojo Pion I mean give me back uh Jizuke right Mm -hmm. like what happened to Jizuke everyone was so mad like people this is actually something that Peter talked about Peter Dunn where he said like people were genuinely angry that they would choose Jojo Pien over Jazuke and Jensen, right? Like Jensen had the opportunity to join Evil Geniuses as was leaked, which is not true. Um, but, and they chose Jojo Pien regardless. Like people were so angry. And then it turned out that all the people who were praising Jojo Pien were right, right? Mm-hmm. Jojo became the best mid in LCS very fast. Oh, yeah. Busio is the same level. Now the support pool is more powerful. So he won't be the best support in the LCS this year. But he is so damn good. He is North American Carrier, and I will stand by that. Ooh. Um, Tenacity is an incredibly flexible top laner. Really talented. Top lane is really hard to learn. The jump between Academy to LCS is really hard. I don't think he's going to perform that well, but I think he's going to learn very fast because that's the kind of player he is. He's a grinder. He's very talented, and he cares a lot about the game, and he looks like a runway model. So he's got a lot going for him. <laughs> Look, he
1: was good enough that we coveted him. Eg, I yep. don't know that that was a story. Maybe it's forgotten by some people, but we wanted him. And
2: I can confirm, tenacity was almost signed. To Eg,
1: mm-hmm. and hundred thieves done. made that move. They they know they needed to make that move to block it for that reason. For the reason that you just spelled out, I think I do believe he's good, and I'm excited to watch that him uh, play in the big stage. Uh, they'll they'll be they'll have a learning curve. I think maybe that's where I think that their spring is going to be a little bit like a uh, developing an identity, developing yes, how regular to play.
2: season for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And but they have good veterans to guide them through that. Though I'm 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 curious about the synergy between Busio and Double If. I heard a lot of stories that you know they played in Champions Q together, and you know that they felt right, and Double If was looking forward to uh, having Busio. Um, my thinking is it seems like uh they both may want to do different things if i'm getting this correct I'm, I'm and i may be off base how does how do you see
2: that fitting so the way that this was described um when we had peter on the anyman podcast he mm-hmm. actually kind of talked about this it was a i think i i coined it but i said getting treats mm-hmm. do you think Busia will get treats? And if you guys haven't been watching LCS for too long, um, Treats was is currently a support mm. in LEC. He is teamless, which is absurd, because he's mm-hmm. very, very good. Um, he's a top support in LEC. And he was previously on TSM's roster with Doublelift, and he was splitting time with Biofrost. The thing was that Treats was highly praised, but when he, whenever he would play on stage, it didn't look like he was that good. Mm. Right? Um, and then he went to LEC and he oh killed gosh. it. He just he carried the competition. From a support. Right? He was really, really good. And uh, similar thing with Chime, right? Chime currently t- TSM support, but when t- uh, Chime was on Golden Guardians a couple of years ago, um, his performance was really bad. He was considered the worst player in the league. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, and both of them talked about this, is like, they're shot callers. Mm. And when they joined those teams, they were not able to shot call. I mean, think about it. Like, treats is on a team with bjergsen and doublelift right? In 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same situation as Boussio where how are you gonna shot call to a team with bjergsen double lift, speak gun, broken blade? Like you're not gonna shot call in front of that team. Right? It's it's hard. There's, that team's doing its own thing. They know way more than you. You should just be quiet and listen.
0: Mm.
2: But when Treats did start shot calling in LEC, his team did incredibly well. Because turns out when you play to someone's strengths, you will do better, right? Yeah. So That was my concern. And Peter kind of echoed that where he said, um, this team will really need to play for Busio. If there was a different set, if there was a different jungler, if there was a different, uh, ADC who he could, who he believed could drop ego for Busio, he thought Busio could come into the league as a top three sport. But he doesn't know that because he doesn't think that they're going to play for him. I'm a little bit more hopeful than Peter was, which again, probably delusion, right? Because that's Peter Dunn. (laughs) But, um, Doublelift has said repeatedly on stream, this is what you were alluding to, where he has said that he chose to join 100 Thieves in a big part because of Bucio, right? And I've heard this too, like Doublelift wanted to play with Bucio
0: mm-hmm.
2: because Bucio is incredibly talented and Doublelift wanted to play with a rookie, right? He has mostly always sought out veteran talents um, or like he's always wanted a really good player. Sword Art was who he wanted in 2020 uh, offseason when he ended up retiring because he didn't get him or he thought he didn't get him like seeking out Busio tells me a lot about why Doublelift is returning to pro and what he wants to get out of it. And that is a really good sign for me personally. I think that's, I mean, I'm really excited to see how, um, how this will work out, but because Doublelift and Busio wanted to play together and Doublelift has talked about that on stream in public and on his, you know, announcement videos, it makes me think that he is going to be willing to learn to play for busio as much as busio plays for him
0: mm.
1: that would be great to see then like you made that analogy or that the comparison to him being like carrier he needs that right you have a strong yep. adc and then you let him play to his strength and you'll get great results that we saw from t1
2: exactly
1: um and that will require a bit of a uh, humbleness. Uh, maybe that's not the word, quite the word I would ever put on DL um, or Björksson. But they, they, the, the, yeah. I, I do see their, their, um, what is it? The, the motivation to win, and so that will require some growth on their part.
2: Yeah, I think that humility for mm. a players like that can be hard, but you're right they want to win they're hardcore korean boot camping right now mm. um and they're streaming every game it's the team says that they're getting along incredibly well and they're very open with the fact that they're struggling right now right which i think mm. is a really good thing yeah you never want a team to go there and be like doing great it's
1: fine it's
2: going good Can Have know? some
1: korean fried chicken afterwards we're good now
2: yeah exactly yeah it, them being so open about like yeah but it's a struggle right now but we're gonna get better we're yeah. getting better already that says a lot
1: awesome awesome so let's take a moment and segue this because you have questions i've posted this on twitter earlier delfino uh the question because this this fits in well as we were talking about tenacity and busio what are your opinions on the any rookies that come up through the academy system to be in the lcs
2: um so there have been there are five promotions,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, this split, five major promotions I think, that's the number I have in my head, but I can't think of all five. Tenacity, Busio, Jan, Harry, um,
0: mm, I think... there's
2: someone else. Spawn maybe I, I can't no, remember.
1: No, Spawn is already there.
2: Spawn, I mean Spawn, I kind of count as promoted because even though he was playing before.
1: <laughs> Let me go through um, each team as. Oh, and Ayla. A Ay- Ayla, that's right. Yes, Fly. two
2: two and one in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, so those five are the ones that are. That people are really looking forward to because they're the top academy talents um who are coming into top five teams Mm -hmm. and i think all of these players are super super talented i think that it's really nice that community pressure has finally forced (laughs) NA teams to like properly develop any talent because Mm -hmm. i mean they're doing it because they're like well our imports need someone good to play with which maybe not the best reason but it's (laughs) It's better than nothing. It's yes. better than them not doing it.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. You know how for the longest time we know that they are capable. And so now exactly. it's a chance.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like they they finally are putting work into getting these players up. Jan is going to be worse than people think at first, I think, along with Harry. Um, because, well, TL is expected to dominate the whole year, but I don't think they're actually going to be like that. I think it's going to be FlyQuest dominating the entire time, and TL ramping up really fast um, as Jan and Harry adjust. Um, but these two players are like, Jan especially is very hot. Harry is going to have a lot of space to bring up because mid the parts of the mid lane which he's trying to get into, the levels, are very hard to adapt to. Um, so he's going to have to push pretty hard. I think Yon will as well. But they've got... Part of the reason I have them so high is because while I don't think that they're insanely good necessarily, mm-hmm. like by Academy standards they're obviously amazing, but mm-hmm. by LCS standards coming in, I don't think they'll be that great. But you have to recognize that Harry is learning from Piosik
0: mm-hmm.
2: and Jan is learning from core JJ. <laughs> like that is those are like great people to learn your roles with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're getting adjusted, if you're trying to ramp up these two rookies, um, and you need a support for a young ADC. Give him Core JJ. Yeah, that'll be good. I think. Cool. Right? Like, man. it's it's the best position you could be in. That's why mm-hmm. those two are exciting. I already talked about Tenacity and Busio. Ayla is Ayla is very good. There's not really two ways around it. Ayla mm-hmm. is very good. He should be a top three sport in LCS at the beginning of the split. I think by the end of spring. I expect Busio to him, or I want Busio to him, <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. Um, but I think Ayla, I mean, Ayla learned from Core JJ too, right? Like any anything that Core JJ touches turns to gold. And mm-hmm. that is Jan and Ayla right now. So I'm, I'm that's why you should for... just trust those two
1: off the cuff, right? Oh, well, yeah. I'm definitely excited for uh, for them. And we've seen Ayla on, on the LCS stage exactly, uh, supporting yeah. Hansama, and we know he's ready. Now it's just time for Bradley.
2: Bradley, come on
1: getting him there to your point where they're making strides and thank god they're finally making strides into a recognizing that we have talent we have um i think that our, our system can improve of course the from you know amateur to academy today lcs system can improve but uh finally we're gonna see some amazing uh names that we've only heard about but this 2023 is gonna be exciting for that Thank you so much for that question, uh, Delfino. And you'll find Arsh's link in the show notes as well. I'll link it in there. People can read up more on your thoughts about 100 Thieves. Um, um, You're getting me excited. It's my secondary fan role. I I will say 100 Thieves because uh, 2021 was an exciting year for them, and I got invested in that part. Um, Let's move on then. Now we're talking about our top three. Um, who do you have next in third place?
2: Third place, I believe I had um, third place was hundred thieves, right?
1: Oh yes, that's right. You're splitting between hundred thieves and
2: and C nine, C third, C9, fourth, right? so like C9 could be third top fourth.
1: two, yeah, top two, um, top two.
2: Second place is Team Liquid. Mm. Um, I kind of explained why I think Jan and Harry will adapt really fast mm-hmm. um, to the level of their team because they've got great teachers. But just to be clear, they have Summit, Piosic, and Core JJ around them. Mm-hmm. Summit being uh, the ultra dominant C9 top laner from Spring, the MVP, returning to the LCS because he has unfinished business, which I think is honestly like really cool of him. Like he could have just not done that. <laughs> and I'm gonna be. This is something that I've wanted to mention for a while, but like in these top teams the korean imports that people think have just received like insane amounts of money to come to the lcs that is not accurate mm-hmm. from everything i know and from everything you know other people have talked about this too this is not like me leaking anything or breaking anything but mm-hmm. like these players are not receiving insane amounts of money to come over here the players who are coming are choosing to come over mm-hmm. prince for example who we'll talk about later <laughs> flyquest was not the all pro adc from korea's only offer and it was certainly not as high paying not even close mm. uh in order of magnitude even right like mm-hmm. these players are choosing to come here and that's kind of like why i respect summit coming back even though he left under such
0: stormy wow. circumstances yeah.
2: mm-hmm. uh i do respect that he's come back to try and uh, redeem himself i think part of the big problem and rigby mentioned this too in the same translated post that if you want to see rigby's thoughts by the way check out um Church of Danny on Twitter oh. uh, posted a full translated thing of the entire stream, talking about every single team from the perspective of Rigby, who is a very intelligent coach. Um, it was taken down from Reddit because Reddit doesn't like good content.
1: Right, right. Ugh.
2: So, yeah, our slash League of Legends just hates cool stuff. So instead, you'll have to go to her Twitter for it. But mm-hmm. it's genuinely like a like a really incredible thing to read. And that said, too, right, like C9. A big part of Summit's problem was that C9 was not drafting around him correctly, drafting for him correctly. And uh, this is, like, for many intents and purposes, with Piosic and Core JJ this is a majority team that has played in the LCK. And that gives Summit a lot more advantage because he plays like an LCK player, right? And he plays best when he's played for, like, an LCK top laner, like an LCK top lane carry. So if they understand how to play for him, draft for him, all those things, Summit is going to be really good. Piosik is the world champion. I don't think I need to uh, expand on that at all. And in the support position, they have the greatest support to ever well. touch this region.
1: So the champion. I think this LPS? team is
2: pretty stacked.
1: My word, you have described everything that I thought of from this team because you know they've we've we get to see if you watch Worlds, you get to see how uh, crucial Piosik was for the RX in their uh, championship. I mean, the, all the others mm. did great too. And then they continue to, um, you know, bring in both Harry and Jan, which I was very excited to see what they can do. Summit, very interesting. Is I think he's the f- first returning import. That it might, I might, I might be wrong I, in the like history, Santorin but he's like did that right, didn't he? Uh, where was he before? He might have been
2: Santorin did NA, then went back to EU, then came back to NA, NA. I, again. I started watching in 2020, so this is just. Mm-hmm. This is not my realm of expertise,
1: <laughs> but uh, this will make all the TLVC9 games super hype, and we get yes. four of them this year, at least four of them.
2: <laughs> at least four, yes. Well, and, probably I think at least five because of lock-in. Oh, that's right, happening.
1: right. Ah, oh.
2: not I, that I know. I don't mm-hmm. know if lock-in is happening. Yeah, like, nobody knows. I <laughs> I couldn't get leaks because, as far as I know. <laughs> not even, like, the casting talent knows, <laughs> knows that Lock-In it. is happening right now. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have leaks even if, like, you know.
1: <laughs> right. a lot, uh, it's a It's we're, we're waiting in anticipation. I, I thought the Lock-In was a very good, um, you know, it was a very good, I, I would want it back, but I also know that they're making a lot of changes. Um, we'll yeah, s- kind of see what those changes, where those changes go. I have separate thoughts on that and I've talked with in the previous pod. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is a full Korean team as far as the players go. They all are able to communicate. Well, um, I call them Team Soju, you know, Liquid, Korean, Liquid. Okay, beside the yeah. point, Um, they really... Um, I mean, I, this thing I appreciate about Team Liquid, they go hard and they go make sure that they need to come back from uh, what otherwise was a very disappointing 2022 finish. Uh, with all the talents that they brought in, and they really went hard. And not to mention, they brought in Marin, the coach, for coach. Yes. Um. So, man, the, if the, everything clicks and everything hits, which I can't expect anything less from, you know, the names that we already mentioned, this team should be in the conversation for top two.
2: Yes, always, I think. Yeah. Then the only reason, like it's really hard for me to accept this team would be about fly quest though
0: mm-hmm.
2: i think yeah. it, it, they are the cleanest number two
0: mm-hmm.
2: um because you know there's these weaknesses that c9 thieves have there's this lack of growth for c9 mm-hmm. and uh eg mm-hmm. they didn't level up in the same right. way whereas the other teams really leveled up mm-hmm. um FlyQuest has, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Impact, Speak of Vikla, Prince mm-hmm. Ayla. Yeah. Which, if you don't watch LCS, three of those names should be unfamiliar. Um, Impact and Spika, everyone will know Impact. Mm-hmm. Should do really well on this team because Spika has played with Broken Blade before, mm-hmm. and uh, a big part of like the thing that people have criticized Impact for la- of late is like having a really good carry pool but not using it. Uh, but Spika can definitely play towards that. Vikla has played with the Korean carries has played against the, like the nuggeries of the world, you know, like he's, he's played against saves. Like this is, these are players that understand fundamentally how to let impact be both the carry and the tank for the team, which I think is a big thing about impact that EG couldn't really unlock. Spika is really good. I have no other way of like, Spica is so disrespected because it's, his 2022 was not great because of the team that he had around him but the way that this guy played is genuinely unreal all split he is so good as a player everyone in the league knows it um everyone in the league knew that he was trapped on tsm and he was very sought after for a reason this player is really insane um and his mid laner and ADC are going to make the game very easy for him. So Vikla... Oh, do you know what team Vikla played on?
1: Uh, he played on uh, KT. KT. KT Rolster. Right.
2: KT Rolster. So Vikla is in the class of closer with a Z, the mid laner from Korea who mm-hmm. um, very controversially was subbing in for Faker for a while. Um, and Zeka, who's a name that... Uh, You guys might know. He came up around the same time as them. This is something that Chronicler mentioned and I have stuck to because it's a very cool thought that Zekka and Vikla came up together. So Vikla's pretty good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Prince, uh, if you don't watch LCK, was supposed to make worlds. People thought he would. Mm -hmm. Then this quirky team called DRX stole it away from them. They didn't do much (laughs) with that world spot, though. Right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Man. (laughs) So Sandbox was supposed to make worlds, because Mm -hmm. people really nobody thought like that highly of sandbox other than well closer with a z i think closer was on sandbox from yeah he
1: is he was he was closer so So
2: closer and prince were really insane for this roster Mm
0: -hmm.
2: uh and people thought that prince would just carry the roster to worlds because prince was an all-pro adc people thought like hey it's ruler who's the goat right and then it's prince prince is truly like i mean it sounds like a pun because it's like ruler and his Prince, <laughs> but seriously, it was like that. It was like Prince is literally just ruler, but younger and learning. Mm-hmm. And now we have that guy here to compete with Berserker Yeah. and nobody else. It's just Berserker and Prince.
1: It's a huge gap. It, the ADC gap from the top two, right? Yep. Oh man. Hey,
2: prince is, I, I can't emphasize to people who don't watch LCK, how good Prince is and Vikla is like it when these two players come in, they will dominate. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, side note, same Rigby thing. Rigby mentioned that he expects JoJo to still be the best man in the LCS, because JoJo learns the level of his opponents, which is why he did so well at Worlds. Mm -hmm. So he actually thinks JoJo will learn from Vikla, and pass both Vikla and Gori, which I would love to see. I had JoJo second, because I thought that JoJo would learn from Vikla and still be worse. Rigby Mm -hmm. thinks that JoJo will learn from Vikla and be better, which I was like, that'd be wild. If If JoJo got that good, I um you know I I've, I've been saying like JoJo for me is like a North American Caps mm-hmm. where he just yeah. levels up constantly and everyone goes oh okay yeah no that's that's JoJo oh that that yep Caps yep
1: man that would be exciting to hear uh not just for EG but the whole LCS region in general can you imagine like an LCS All Star team right And it's gonna be hard to pick between like Blaber and Speaker but for now I'll probably pick Blaber. Mm-hmm. can't convince me that speaker doesn't deserve it he's that yes. good impact's um influence is amazing to uh peter who spoke uh, in our previous pod said that he, that was the guy that he targeted the moment he came to na and he thought it was really really weird for the tl to let him walk and so impact has a very um great ability to help rookies, and then also to connect with the, the imports. Prince is very young. Vikla is... Uh, I think he was rookie of the split for LCK. Yeah,
2: Vikla won rookie of the split at some point.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you need, all need to do that, uh, I'll need to find out a little bit more. The FlyQuest did an amazing job in the roster announcement, and each player gets a bit of a introduction. I, I have a hard time arguing that this is not the best team, FlyQuest. It's every... From top to bottom, every single player is talented. They are young; they could do this for a couple of years if they if the players stick right. And to back that up, um, they have Papa uh, Papa Smithy from Hundred Thieves in their organization. Um, who is their coach? I have to look that up. But they also have a strong, um, strong coaching staff. It
2: just it just got announced. It's mm. Song.
1: Ah, that's right. Song turning. You know he was at part of the uh, TSM success too, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, he also just recently won uh, a little tournament called War Worlds. I'm thinking of. <laughs> Worlds 2022 right? with Dragon oh. DR DRX. DRX I'm
0: and...
2: Yeah, it's <sighs> popping up on his profile. It seems like he's some important guy.
1: <laughs> mm. Mm. How did that slip my mind?
2: <laughs> you know, my mind's
1: like Zecca No, I mean uh, Zefa, or you know. Uh, who's the other guy? But no, it's Song. You're right. How did they? How did FlyQuest even attract such an amazing talent? And oh my gosh, this will just level up the whole region. If everyone, if the, I, I'm expecting this to stay competitive, and to your point, it's because C9 and EG didn't, they didn't, they didn't do anything wrong per se, but. Man, they they have a lot of catching up to do if every single one of these players like play to their capacity.
2: Yeah, for sure. This is FlyQuest has built like a a roster that is unfair, <laughs> arguably right. Like that yeah. is that is how I describe this roster. Mm-hmm. Unfair. Um, it's unfair that FlyQuest spent as little as they did reportedly on this <laughs> roster. It's unfair that they're they have brought in two players who. Will be the only two fighting for best player in the league, mm. which is crazy, right? Like they have brought in incredible talents, so, um, I mean, expect this roster to dominate because they should. They will, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this makes LCS even more fun. I I think it's great. We're built. They're they're doing heading into a good direction. Uh, right. We had a great twenty twenty two. We're expecting greater things i I just can't see it being boring or stale it's gonna be a storyline every single week every single game now the format it's gonna have to you know have to suck me in (laughs) i'm just wondering how i'm gonna spend my weekdays watching that but outside of that though um i'm excited you got me pumped up Arsh, thank you so much for just taking your time and uh, taking your time to walk us through what you're looking forward to in 2023. Uh, I'm excited for your future. There's a question for you from the Discord, from your very own Discord, asking you, where do you see yourself in five years?
2: In five years? Um, ooh, I would say in five years, I want to be... Um, I wanna be doing what I was talking about. I wanna be in charge of like I don't even know what the job would be. I wanna just be doing this, except ideally on the corporate side. I don't I mean, I love making content right now, but in five years, you know, I'll be graduated. I'll be doing other mm-hmm. things and I want to be ideally on the business side of exactly the progressive DNI, mm-hmm. um, diversity and inclusion for those people who don't know what that means. Yep. Like side of things like Working on the holistic business, but also like having the knowledge of those problems and those things that I want to fix it to help the space. Um, because you can do both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be its own thing that we work on. Yep. You can incorporate it to actually, like, while you're making new systems and all these
0: things.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping, sending positive vibes. I want to see you there because I think you have great ideas and will bring much needed growth. Um, in this field uh, so thank you Bob Ace for that question I think Elaine asked you to gas up Jojo Spired I think you did a great job with that and Jojo yeah,
2: they're, they're just the best I actually <laughs> the only reason I don't have I think EG <laughs> won so much because Jojo and Inspired were just so much better than everyone else, and now they're only a little bit better than every other mid-jungle, which I think is going to hurt EG, because they can no longer just cheat code, hey, um, oh no, we're (laughs) losing the game, Jojo Inspired, special (laughs) attack, you know what I mean?
1: You're not getting that flash swing, flash in for the dragon.
2: I I mean, maybe you are, but like, (laughs) now Vikla can do that too, you know what I
1: mean? Uh, It's... It's exciting when the competition is close. I I can't ask for it any other way. Of course, that means we have a lot to cut out for us to defend our title. Well, yes. in conclusion to that, Arsh, why don't you let our listeners know where they can connect with you? What do you have upcoming during this short offseason? Because January is around the corner, and if lock-in is happening, it's going to happen very soon.
2: Yeah, and they have the weekend, like new Rift Rival, or whatever, like, the new whatever event it was, I don't even remember the name. (laughs) But, that's gonna happen soon. So, for the, uh, for all this stuff, you can find me on Twitter, rscoyl13. Um, you can find NAMen on Twitter, NAMen Central. Um, but yeah, you know, you can check out our Discord, it's pinned on the NAMen Central Twitter. We have launched LCS Profiles, which is a website where you can go and you can see, um, profiles of as many lcs players as we can get we're dming them if you are listening to this and you're an lcs player or you know lcs players you could work at a team or something message me or check the site out check the site out and then message me if you want to have players added there uh, LCSprofiles.com. lcs profiles.com it's a really cool project we can finally build narrative and mm. personalities for these players um, um but yeah that's that's something we're, we're working on some really cool stuff so yeah. check us out there
1: much needed i have to say that website if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out, it will be in the show notes as well. I'll be pumping it throughout Twitter. This is what we needed for the longest time, and I'm glad it found its yeah. Home. it was
2: actually made by Andrea. Yep, co-hosted the show.
1: She has good She's talent. Goat. Yeah, she she has good talent making these things. If you haven't get to see her academy stuff, uh, but this 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 That's will be what I'm going to be visiting so often just to find out more about the players. Well, thank you so much. This has been an amazing show. And listeners, until next time, live evil.